Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome back, folks, to Paranormal Heart Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a great episode for you again tonight. I'm joined by the orbologist, Dale White. Dale talks about how he got into investigating orbs and light beings and explains how he can distinguish between them and lens flare or bugs. If you notice any potential EVPs, please let me know. I think I picked one or two up during the interview, but I want to know what you think. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have questions, comments, or just want to say hello, drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the show. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, FringeRadioNetwork.com, KPNL Digital Network on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, and any place you find, find podcast. You can also join me on Discord, where we can chat while listening to new episodes as they are released on the second and last Sunday of each month at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This segment of Paranormal Heart 101, Unearthing Shadows lead researcher Lorianne tells us about her preferred piece of equipment, the dousing rod. Over to you, Lorianne. Hi, this is Lorianne, the main researcher of Unearthing Shadows Paranormal. And you're listening to Paranormal Heart Podcast with Cat Ward. Welcome to this segment of Paranormal Heart 101. One of my favorite pieces of equipment is so easy to travel with. You can put it in your suitcase, in your backpack, in your purse. It's a great extra piece of little equipment to put in your toolbox for your investigations. Yeah, guess what? That's right. I'm talking about the rods, the dousing rods, or the divining ones. They go by either name. Did you know that there are two types of rods? There's the original Y rod, which was made out of a twig or stick that was in the shape of a Y and was often used for finding minerals or water. But the ones that investigators often use are the L rods, and they are often made out of metal. Basically, you hold one rod in each of your hands with the short arm of the L held upright and the long arm pointed forwards, outwards. Now with these, they're so simple that you do need to understand that you have to set your parameters whenever you are using them and inviting communication. So by that, I mean, you're gonna either ask a yes or no question. Not a question about when you're running through the field on March the 8th at 2 a.m. in the morning in 1853. 
no, that's not going to work. They either have to be, are you a boy? Have you gone to school here? Were you a student? These type of things. These are very important to set those type of parameters and understanding that yes and no questions are the key to having a successful divining rod experience. So once you have set these parameters, you would then explain how they could use them, how they could use their energy. So you would hold these in your hand and you would say, if you are answering no to the question, you would then show the rods moving towards you and crossing and saying that is no. And then you would move them back to the original position. And then you would say for a yes answer, you would then move them outwards. So this is the key to using these. You have to set your parameters and so that there's an understanding not only on their part, but also on your part so that there's no um, gray areas, which can then mean that the questions are irrelevant or have no meaning. So yes, the divining rods are pretty amazing. And like I said, you, they're really easy to use and understand. And you can often get really simple, quick answers to your questions. So having said that, I highly recommend that you do stick them in your backpack, your suitcase or your purse, and definitely keep them a part of your toolkit when you go out for investigations. Thank you for listening to another episode of Paranormal Heart 101, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. Cheers. Thanks so much, Lorianne. Now on with the show. Hey, Dale, welcome to Paranormal Heart. Oh, thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy that you're here as well. And like I told you before we started recording, um, I was never one for orbs. Um, I found that there was uh, explanations for most of them, but I kind of, I'm very, very open. And so like open-minded. So when uh, Dr. Schutz told me about you, I was totally excited and thought I have to reach out to you and you can tell us about uh, how you got into uh, investigating and orbs and it's just fascinating to me. <laughs> well, thank you for having me here and I love to talk about orbs and, and light beings. I love to share the things that I have um, captured on my videos and my photography Um the way I got started in orbs was actually chasing a lens flare. Mm. So, um, and you know what a lens flare is. Everybody yeah. has to come up on their pictures, but I had one that was really unusual and I thought it was an orb and I, I kept trying to capture it. But in doing that, I actually caught an orb in a, photo in a picture. And then ever since I was hooked, you know, so... Um, they're they're really hard to capture if you're just taking one single picture at a time. So what I did, I mean, I chased that lens flare for four years before I ever got an orb. <laughs> so the thing of it is, um, I figured out when you start doing videos, and you can take the video and then capture uh, screenshots with a the computer, then you can capture an orb. 
But if you're just taking a steel shots of the room, and that's the thing, no one takes uh, photography of a room with nothing going on. Nobody does a video in the dark either in their house. So mm. I would suggest if you want to get orbs on videos that you try and use your video on your phone, put it on a tripod and uh, set it at one end of one of your halls in your house. Turn the lights out, but keep your flash on your phone on or your camera and just let it run, you know, for 30 minutes and then review it the next day. Usually the best hours are between, you know, like midnight and three in the morning for orbs. That's interesting. Uh, they also call that the witching hour, like around three o'clock. Yes, yes. And then I find also that um, like half moon and full moon is where I get the best uh, photography. Do you know why that that is? Why the moon well, phase makes a difference? Well, you know, the moon affects the tides in the ocean. Mm -hmm. It pulls them. And so I believe it pulls a veil open that keeps us from seeing. Um, well, it pulls a veil open that keeps us from seeing the other dimensions, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, sometimes the veil is completely shut. You can't see anything. And then as it gets thinner and thinner, um, it's when things start popping through. And I have videos of an orb um, actually making a sound as it pops through the veil. It sounds like you really? drop a, it sounds like you drop a marble in water. Mm -hmm. It goes bloop. Yeah. And uh, so and I don't think too many people have heard that before. But if I don't if I don't set my camera up every every night in the house, I hear them popping through in the hall. They're wanting me to come make a video they really feel yeah they feel neglected that's interesting so what do you do investigations as well and and you you're looking for orbs or do you just strictly do it in your house well um there's a, a mansion in edinburgh and it's called the toner malley 1870s victorian mansion and um, there's a vortex in the basement, and I can always go there and capture a uh, great video and still shots. But um, I get a lot of uh, video in my house. I, well, I actually live in an apartment. The, the apartment I live in has actually been built on an Indian burial ground, so I don't know if that makes any difference or not, but... Um, I think it does, a little bit, but but I I have like this vortex that follows around follows me around, like I can go to the movies and I'll have orbs come out of me, or light beings and they'll fly around the room, and then they'll come back to me. Um, I've done it at the Waffle House too. I've had one, I've had one come out of me and fly around the room and come back. So it's really strange. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty neat. It's not, though. I love it. So can you walk us through exactly from the time that you set up until the time that you're done, what exactly you do when you're looking for for these orbs and light beings? Well, um, like when I go to the vortex at the mansion down in the basement, um, um, the last few, two times my sister's been with me, and um, it's on my, on my uh, YouTube channel and 
Yeah, Somebody. I saw it. Um, so we get down there and we set up really quick because these orbs, when they come out, they're it's just like they're coming out. Um, they love to feed off the lights that we have on the camera. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the, the LED light glasses. Um, but they'll they'll come out and they'll be swarming for about 15 minutes and then they slowly they'll die off you know so when we get down there we set all of our stuff up really quick we turn the camera on and then we do our little intro and then we set up the spirit box so we're doing itc spirit box s box spirit box which is my favorite box and then i'll turn on the the led glasses in which i have photographs of the orbs just stopping above my head and feeding off the light of a, well it's actually the aura of the light and then the the orb actually turned the collar blue which is the color i had on the led glasses so we're learning that these orbs are feeding off a of light i've actually captured them feeding off of rays of light coming from the sun so yeah but um but so then we'll uh, do the spirit box session and we'll we'll ask any spirits that are around if they want to communicate we uh recently we have a brother and friend of ours his name is frosty he's been communicating with us and letting his sister know that he did not commit suicide and that he was murdered by the australian army and so these things are really important we're not just uh, doing these things for ourselves, but we're also trying to help other people while we do it. But there's some great messages that have been coming through, and we make sure and we deliver them. So then we come back, you know, and we review the uh, videos. And we take I take snapshots of the video, which takes quite a while, and then I. Then I try and edit a video and post it so everybody can see what's going on. And then we're back, like, tomorrow night, we're going back to the mansion and we'll do it again. So. <laughs> nice. Now, can you tell me a little bit more about these LED light glasses? I've When I saw that on your video, I've never heard of those before. Can you tell me more about these? Um, they're actually, um, one of the kids gave them to me on Halloween. And uh, she said they were broken just because of the, the the nose piece was not on there. And I took them down in the basement and tried it out. You know, this this thing's by trial and error is how I learned. But they're actually just um, LED Halloween glasses for a robot, um, for a robot costume. And um, they I can make them change any color I want and make them blink. They can strobe, so they they really like the blue color, and that's why I always turn the blue on, and that's my favorite color too. So oh, nice. But um, yeah, I mean, and then my sister Melody's just recently um, introduced this green spectrum laser, and it just makes them go crazy. We have light beings coming in. Uh, we have, um, yeah, well, you've seen it, yeah. <laughs> The entities we have are just, you know, uncountable. So, and they shape shift too. So you never know which one is which all the time. 
because I've tried to count uh, the shapes of a shapeshifter that I've photographed, and I could never reach, I reached the conclusion that it was infinity, the shapes that they can move in, they can change into. So, now, Can you explain to me how, and I'm sure the listeners would be wondering as well, how can someone distinguish between an orb and light beings and light anomalies? How can you how can you tell for sure that you actually caught something here? It's not just dust. Um, well, the thing of it is, um, through trial and error, I can tell the color of an orb. It has a certain glow to it. Um, so you have one type of orb is the spiritual orb. And some usually they'll have a face of a relative or a loved one in it. Okay, then there's the the extraterrestrial orb, which is being sent from the cosmos, in which it's it's actual hologram, and it has sentinel beings, sometimes hundreds of them, be uh, peering out of the orb as it flies by, or or in the photographs. You can see there will be a little a little hole in the orb and the, and the head of the sentinel being will be popped out. And some of them are wearing helmets. I mean, I know it sounds far-fetched, but, but you can look on the Orb Truth um, group that I'm in um, for, for Merlina Markian, and she's photographed all these centen- centennial beings. And um, so, and then, and then, um, and then the light beings are <clears throat> the entities you're talking about. We, um, there's one that I have. It's called a, a crane. It's spelled K-R-E-E-N. Um, and you'll see it's really strange looking being, but it was actually brought to me in a compact mirror from um, Waverly Hills. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Yep. Uh, yep. Are you? Yep. Okay. So a friend of mine, Matthew Jackson... He has a YouTube channel, The Paraholics, and he has a paranormal investigation team. And I knew he was going to Waverly. I, I think they'd pay $1,000 to go there. Oh. And, and I couldn't go. Um, I just had back surgery. So I asked him if he would, well, let me back up a little bit. I have a, a really old mirror in, in my living room. It came from the that actual mansion that I told you the vortex is in, and it's over a hundred years old. And so I've photographed and video, I've shot video of this orbs coming in and out of the mirror and entities. And um, so I thought, well, what, I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to send a compact mirror with Matthew to Waverly Hills, and and you know I just went to Walmart and bought one in the cosmetic area. And you open it up. So what I told him is, and he didn't believe in the, He wasn't, even though he's a paranormal investigator, he didn't believe. He, I mean, most paranormal investigators, they deny orbs. They're all dust and they're all bugs, okay? Well, they're really missing out on a lot, believe me. So anyway, he doesn't believe in orbs. Well, certain orbs. It just has to be a certain orb. It can't, you know, I don't know. But anyway, he's my friend. I love him so much. But anyway, so... I think he's coming around to it now that he delivered this plasma creature to me. But anyway, so I asked him if he'd take this little compact mirror with him when he did his investigation. 
he opened it up. They they did their investigation for like five or six hours, came back. He shut it. He brought it back to me. And, I mean, he didn't take any of this serious. And so I went to the mansion on a midnight on a full moon, and I opened this mirror. And I have video of it. And this plasma cream, this plasma creature is called a cream. It's from a different planet. I found out here from um, some people in the know. But it came out and started flying around the room. And at first it was startled. I don't think it knew where it was. Um, I think it was startled because it was locked into that mirror. Most beings that I know will go in a mirror, they come back out. There's nobody to stop them. But when I shut them in that compact mirror, it, I think it made him a little upset. So anyway, he started dive bombing me and my head and stuff. I have it on video. But um, yeah, so he's been with me ever since. And he follows me where I go. Like I said, I've seen him. He's come out of me. At, uh, the Waffle House. He's coming out of me at a movie theater, and I've had an other another entity come out of my eyeball in the basement on video and fly around the room. And what was weird about that was both of my eyes were glowing in the video, and when it came out of my eye, my right eye, my right eye stopped glowing, but my other one was glowing. So I don't know how long it had been in my head, and that's the weird thought, which I don't care. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it's definitely something to ponder upon. Now, do you only see these beings um, on video or or um, or pictures, or can you see them with the naked eye? So, like, when this happens to you, can other people see them as well? Well, you know, used to I couldn't see them, but I've learned now I, I can see that little cream and... Um, yeah, I can see it, but I don't think other people can see it. Yeah, I don't think they can. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably more attuned to them now and, and know what to look for. Well, I'm just, the thing of it is I like to let people know is they count everything as a bug or dust, but I don't, when I look back in my life and there's a lot of bugs and stuff that, that I know now were, were not bugs and dust, so I, I'm just saying I've had entities disguise themselves as dragonflies and I, I have it on video where they, it looks just like a dragonfly, but when I stop and freeze frame it and you zoom in on it, it's not a dragonfly, but it's glowing. It's so, I, I mean, I, I have all these things backed up with video and photography. I, I never claim, I really don't tell people the things that happen to me. Unless I have something to prove it, you know, mm -hmm. something to back it up. But I can't back it up that he's been to me or been with me to the theater and to the Waffle House. But <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they wanted to uh, see the movie and have some popcorn. <laughs> sure. They're, they're very curious. Now, I do have um, a video of orbs coming out of me at the theater and coming, coming out and coming back to me. They're going down the aisle. It's all on my YouTube channel. And what's the name of the YouTube channel for the listeners? The Orbologist. And I will be adding links to the show notes so you folks can just click on it and it, boom, it'll bring you right there. Orbologist. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So how did you how did you get into the paranormal? Was it something 
that that uh, a lot of people in the paranormal community they've grown up in a haunted house or they've had uh, abilities since a young age. How did you get started in this? Oh wow! Well, I mean, my mother told me that when I was a young child that I would touch people and heal them, heal them, and um, she would take me places to touch people and heal them. I didn't know it. I mean, I was too young, but. But and then when I was young, my aunt, which was partial uh, American Indian, uh, I would camp with her, and she would point out spirits, and we could actually see them. And she would, she just taught me that um, it was normal, and, and not to be afraid of at all. And and then I started having some UFO experiences when I was a teenager. I've uh, um, was. In a grave, in a rural graveyard, it, it looked like a helicopter coming. Well, what it was, we were in the graveyard looking for ghosts. Okay, and this, it looked like a helicopter coming over to us with this light shining on us, and we noticed there was no sound. And then this huge beam came down, and uh, I absorbed the beam of light. And uh, you know, Dr. Kelly seems to think that I didn't escape the wrath of whatever they were doing to me. And she thinks that they're still tracking me to this day. So, and I, I believe that. But From what I understand, when someone has a, a, an encounter with uh, extraterrestrials, uh, it's usually not the only one time. Uh, some people think that they've only had experiences one time, but it seems to be that once you've had an experience, you get a lot more with them as well. It's almost like they're very curious or maybe they knew you all your life. And uh, for whatever reason, they just showed themselves at that moment. Right. I uh, I believe, you know, um, that they have collected my DNA and I believe that I've been cloned. The thing of it is, I can go back to that graveyard right now, and um, I've got it on video, the same graveyard, and these cranes, there's hundreds of them, and they're swarming that graveyard. And my thought is that they're collecting something there, and I believe they're collecting human DNA so they can clone, because there's always like a, a craft or a ship above and then all these cranes come down and swarm this area, and then they go back up. So my my hypothesis <laughs> is that they're collecting some type of DNA from these dead bodies to clone. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I'm very observant, and this is I always get called back to that place. And now, what makes you feel that uh, you you've been cloned? Well, just from watching, from from discovering them collecting DNA in that graveyard, and then I was in the graveyard and absorbed that beam of light. Um, but Dr. Kelly seems to think that that they did something I don't remember to me. Um, so and she's very intuitive. That she and is. I, I can't say for sure, but it's just I just sense it. You know, I really want to. It's not it's some. I mean, it's just like. I mean, I can't really describe it, but 
if it's been erased from my mind, I still can sense it, you know? Do you know if there's any other family members who have had experiences like that as well? Not, not that I really know of. My sister, she lives in Florida, and there's a lot of activity goes on down there. And, and she she does paranormal investigations, too. Well, you've seen her in my video. Yes, I have, yeah. And uh, so I'm sure she has. But right now, I can, I can see a craft uh, in the sky hovering around, and um, I'll know to go to this one uh, field over here by my house, and, and they'll always come down and do a flyby and then go back up in the air. So I do have a connection with them. And also, I, uh, I used to be in the Army and observe a lot of crafts because I was in Colorado and we were guarding some highly sensitive weapon systems. And uh, crafts are very interested in that. And it's in Colorado Springs. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, extraterrestrial activity there for sure. Thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, my pleasure. I recommend any young man to do that. Uh, how long were you in the service? Six years. Six years. I was in the U.S. Army. Mm -hmm. and, um, we did a lot of uh, guard duty on um, nuclear um, theater nukes. Yeah, and so... Um, and then you have night vision goggles, right? Yeah. And so you, just, you can see everything in the sky in Colorado. It's just like from east to west, you just it's beautiful. You see every star in the sky. But when you put on the, the night vision, you can, I mean, there's like a million times more stars and a million times more things flying around. <laughs> That's interesting. So, I mean, the spectrum, our eyes just don't pick up hardly anything. Yeah. The human eye. I've always said that I would, if if I had the intelligence to do this, I would love to. Uh, they always say that cats in particular see things that we don't. And I would, oh, I always wanted to be able to uh, develop a pair of glasses that would enable me to see like what cats see. So Maybe in the paranormal investigations, we could see more things. And, and th to me, that would be amazing. I'm sure of it because I have six cats. Yeah. And I know when the orbs are around because they are going wild. Um, they chase them through their house. And um, I have this, I have a friend that's an, um, that's an exorcist. And he was contacted me and he was interested in some of my photographs and stuff. And, um, and what I taught him that he never knew was that um, there's these little holes in the wall where the cats were digging holes. And really? Where the orbs come out in my videos, the orbs come out of the out of this one vortex. Well, let me back up. It's a portal, and the orbs will come out of this one spot. Well, the cats, by them trying to catch the orbs as they come out, have dug a hole in the wall, and. Um, so he, he said he had seen these holes in the wall in some of his exorcisms he's done down in Texas, and he never knew why. He thought the cats were crazy. So, you see, I taught him a little little something that will help him 
you know, help him diagnose some of his situations he's in. And he also liked me because I've, I've had these videos with uh, entities coming out of the mirror, you know. And so he's really interested in that because when he does exorcism, he, he seals the mirrors in the house. And um, uh, me and my sister, we did a, uh, an investigation uh, the other night at a friend of mine's house. And he was saying that there was a spirit in there that was angry and wanted us to come over and check it out. Well, his house was real tiny. I mean, real tiny. And he had a mirror in almost every room. That's the first thing I did is went in and counted the mirrors. And there was like, I don't know, 15, 20 mirrors. And wow. So, yeah. Why did he have so many? I don't know. But that has a lot. There's a lot of places that um, that spirit could go and hot, you know, if he wants to get away mm-hmm. during that investigation, I found out the spirit was inside my friend and not living in, well, he's living in it, but the, he's living in the house, but the spirit was in my friend and us running the spirit box was making him feel sick. And he felt like his head was going to explode. And he kept saying, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. So I turned the spirit box the volume down, right? And he couldn't tell it was still on. And he went and laid down in his bed and he come back. He said, Oh my God, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And there's no way he knew it was on except if it was really bothering him. And he said the frequency from the spirit box was doing all that to him. And then he, so he actually ran us off. He goes, you guys got to leave. And then the next day he called and said, man, I'm sorry. He goes, I didn't, he goes, I was talking to you, and I didn't. He said something else was talking through me. But our conclusion was the spirit in him did not want to leave, so it didn't even want to be discovered. But we just posted that video, and um, I asked a question. I said, who's turning the stove on? Because that's why he was he was worried because it's going to burn his house down, and he didn't want his dog to die. or You know, and nobody mm-hmm. wants their house to burn down. And we asked, we posed the question, um, who's turning the stove on? And this this lady said, um, I turn it on real, real uh, uh, bluntly. Just, I turn it on. I haven't heard all the audio yet, but it seems to be pretty interesting. But um, we had to get out of there. It was just really bad. (laughs) Do you think you'll go back? Well, we left him some sage and he, burn it the next day and told us he felt a lot better so oh, good i don't know <laughs> i hope so i hope that helps when you do investigations like that do you i know some um, teams use uh, crystals for protection do you use anything like that or use any prayer or anything um no i just the thing of it is i just my spirit's so strong i there's nothing there's nothing evil can bother me i mean i'm, I'm just it's just, I don't know how to describe it, but I fear no evil. So I'm just, uh, my shock, I'm just in a higher chakra than evil. You know, evil is underneath, underneath of us. And once we come up in the higher chakras and we stop being like we, an animal or animalistic and we become, you get them to the higher chakras, there's nothing can bother you. I mean, it's, you might be able to help these people. Some of them are just lost souls. 
and they don't know uh, they don't know how to leave. And then what you do then is you open a portal and you shove them out, you know, kick them in the butt, give them a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't let yeah. the door hit you in the butt on the way out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but if the person inviting you to their house the throws you out because the spirits in them and doesn't want to leave, then that's kind of hard to deal with. So yeah. that's, you really have to have a, an exorcist. So, but I think the sage helped him a lot, but I'll tell you what, um, after he told us to shut everything down, I was sitting on the sofa and I heard something in the corner beside me. It sounded like a, it sounded like an animal digging a hole in the floor but it only would happen when everybody left the room and I was by myself. And then I looked at my uh, YouTube channel just a little bit earlier before we talked. And um, this lady commented, I see something beside the sofa over there. And she told me exact what time, you know, time stamp. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, thanks. I'll check that out. And then, so, yeah, maybe there is something over there. Isn't that amazing and wonderful when someone is watching your video and they see something that you hadn't noticed before and they tell you where it is and it's like, oh, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, I, and that's what I did. I said, thank you. I, I really appreciate you helping review because I can't catch all of it. And yeah. I'm, I, I like to, I'm, I'm presenting this to everybody. So this is for everybody to to learn from, you know. I I hate it when people put their stuff out there and you can't share it. Do you get a lot of negative comments or, or, or people, uh, sorry, a little tongue tied there, or are people pretty much uh, um, good about like receptive and, and kind with their comments? Well, there's certain groups like on Facebook yeah, um, that claim to be, I mean, like I'll say, I'll say the group. Uh, life as a paranormal investigator. Well, they don't know. They say all my stuff's a bug. So obviously they're not paranormal investigators. Because I can look at a picture and tell you if it's a bug or if it's an orb or entity. That's easy. Um, so obviously they're just showing how dumb they are. But I leave groups like that. I don't I don't deal with the negativity. Yeah. They, they really do. Uh, now it's certain people that are really sensitive and uh, empaths and sensitive intuitives that aren't strong they they really take these uh, they really take these criticisms personal and and they let it stop them from growing yeah i i don't i don't listen to any of it because i know every i don't know i just don't take the input from negative people but now there are groups that I'm on, and if somebody says something negative, I never reply to it. But all my people will just pile dog pile on them. Oh wow! Just, yeah, and they'll get themselves kicked off of Facebook over me if they have to. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. They got your <laughs> that's, back. <laughs> that's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, as you know, and uh, in the paranormal community, there can be lots of drama. <laughs> Right, and especially in orbs because they, um, the paranormal people, I see it on I see it on some of these paranormal shows. They'll have really really good entities and orbs flying around, but they will not say it because they're afraid 
they're going to get blackballed. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, from what I see, see, I didn't come from the paranormal world. I come from the spirit world, you know. Mm-hmm. That's where I came from. But a lot of these paranormal investigators, an orb has got to produce its own light for it to be an orb. Well, I'm telling you what, if they're highly reflective. And if you don't have a light, you're going to miss 99.9% of them. And um, so that their theory right there is shot in the foot. Do you do you find you're more um, intuitive when like you just know exactly where the orbs are going to be out? Like, I know you've said before that you're drawn to certain spa- places and then you'll see lots of of orbs. But do you find you're just more intuitive? Yes. Well, what what it is is they these entities have taught me where to set the camera up and what angle and what height of the tripod. I and and this it's been occurring over a long period of time. I mean, I've been only doing this, you know, like four or five, six years. But in that time, I've shot a lot of video, and I've thrown a lot of video away that because I can't hold keep it all in my gallery or my computer. So, so that's why I post it. And but anyway, um, the orbs let me know where they are through trial and error and then i set the camera up and they come they love the light they'll come feed off the light of the camera where to set the camera and they and i you can't just shoot randomly anywhere you got to know where there's a vortex or a portal now i have a vortex that follows me but i have a vortex here at my house and i have a portal in in the wall and i have all kinds of entities going in and out of it so I don't shut it down like most people do, but they're all, they're always right around me though. I mean, and sometimes you know when it's not a half moon or a full moon, sometimes there'll be nothing, and I'll run the camera. So it's like fishing, you know. You, <laughs> yes. You, you, out, you make an attempt, and and you come back and see what you got. Um, it, if you're not consistent with that, then you're not going to catch what well, things I do. The reason I catch what I do is I set the camera up every night and sometimes, you know, two, three hours of, of video. And like I said, I let it run in the dark with the light on and no one does that. So they're like, well, I don't catch any videos or orbs. Well, it's because you don't, you don't take videos of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <In the> dark. <laughs> yeah. right. Now, are they communicating with you telepathically, and that's wh- how you know where the vort- vortexes are and and where to set up? Well, the thing of it is, they are. They know what I think, okay, but mm-hmm. I don't know what they're telepathically. I don't know what they're saying, but they always know what I'm doing. And if I don't do something right, they'll let me know. So, like like I said, if I don't set the camera up one night and I go to sleep, I'll hear that noise in the house where they're popping through the veil sounds like you know like i said a marble dropping in the water and i'll hear that popping all over the living room and then i'll hear the cats chasing them all over and i'll know it's time to set the video up and then they want to feed off the light of it (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know how i know i just sense it you know 
and I've had, I've, I've set up spirit box and stuff before. And, um, and I've had some voices come through as orbs are moving through, but I can't say whether it was the orb or not. You know, it's the spirit box. I mean, everybody knows that it's, you're picking up, well, you know, that um, Tesla is the one that started using the spirit box. Actually, I didn't know that. Well, Tesla invented the radio, and Edison got the, he got the, um, the um, patent? Yes. Yeah. But what it was is Tesla invented the first radio, and he was hearing voices on the radio that he invented, okay? There was no radio broadcast at that time, and he was hearing voices. He thought of the Martians, okay? And he told people that. That's why he was blackballed. That's why they took all his adventures away from him. He died of poor means. He did. But, but now we have these spirit boxes, and we're getting these voices to this day. They're in the white noise between the stations on FM or AM radio. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, um, my friend Matthew Jackson is very good at it. And he just, he, uh, he just posted one of the best videos I've ever seen him make. And his uh, YouTube channel is The Paraholics. I would advise anyone that likes uh, Spirit Box Session to check out his new video because it's awesome. And and he's the one that got me started with my YouTube channel, too. Oh, nice. And he's got me started with uh, Spirit Boxes, too, at ITC Sessions. So I, I give him the credit for... He was like a mentor to me. Yeah. And, and he still is. I mean, his work, he's actually um, a published poet, um, the filmmaker, and he's a paranormal, paranormal investigator. So, yeah, he, he's a very interesting person. I would I would recommend his channel to anyone. Paraholics, right? The Paraholics, The yes. Paraholics. And, folks, as usual, I'll be adding the links the uh, into the show notes as well, so you can find para Paraholics a little easier. Have you ever had any cryptid experiences? Yes. I have the um, picture of uh, the hat man. The, oh, I um, didn't see that. Oh, Yeah, Dr. Kelly Shuts. She ran, you know, she is a professional photographer. She ran through all her screenings, and she deemed it's a real picture of the hat man that everybody talks about. If I can send it to you, um, I'll, I'll send it to you and let you take a look at it. But yeah, it's a, a black shadow creature, and he looks like he's wearing a top hat. And uh, people have seen him all over around the world. But everybody says that picture is, um, his face is a, uh, it's been altered through an app or something, I and mean, it's not. Uh, it was taken from inside of a, a guard shack on a military base, and it's definitely real. Do you recall how tall he was? Well, the thing of it is, he looks really tall um, in the picture. You'll just have to see it. I mean, everybody's going to have a different perspective, but it's really an amazing photograph especially if you if you take the original and you kind of play with it and change the contrast and uh you could 
He looks to me like he has suction cups on his fingertips. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really weird. Interesting. But it's not, I mean, when I say weird, I don't mean a bad way, because uh, I like that stuff. But as far as cryptid, yeah, that's about the only one that I've, I've photographed. So you've never, have you ever had any encounters with Bigfoot or Dogman or anything like that as well? No, I never have. Do you want to? <laughs> well, sure. I, I mean, I love, I love entities. I love <laughs> creatures, so. They just haven't came to me yet. <laughs> but, you know, I have, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the military out, outside in the forest and woods, and I'm, no, I've never seen anything like that. Do you know if anyone else in the military, have, have they had encounters similar to yours? Or if if they've even admitted it? Yeah, the thing of it is, is they all don't admit it to the upper um, echelon because, you know, they get laughed at, and, yeah. and 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 they're trying to, uh, you know, go up in rank. But yeah, a lot of the things that we saw, we didn't tell, we didn't tell anybody about it, just because, you know, there's stuff coming in and out of those bases, and they don't even know, you know. So it's amazing that um, all these things are around these sensitive weapon systems that we. We think we're in control of. I don't think we're completely control of at all. What's the strangest thing you've seen from any military bases? Well, the one strange thing is, um, is I've seen crafts bounce. They're way out into space. I, I was using the night vision glasses, and we were taking a break and laying on our backs, and, and you can look way out into space and see... Um, you see these crafts bounce from star to star to star to star. And it seems like uh, they're bouncing like a pinball machine. And and they do it within a couple of seconds. They may move like 20 light years in a couple of seconds. To me, that's amazing because it's so far out into space. Mm. So fast. And I don't think anybody's seeing this stuff. But they're not using them. The night vision glasses either so but i see all the time you know on youtube that see people that have a night vision camera i have one myself that point it straight up in the sky and there's all kinds of crafts but um you know we've had craft that would come and hover over us while we were doing guard duty um and you could see up inside of you could see up inside the craft and, would you and see you them could, only with the night vision goggles or do you see them without no. them no, now this, some of them would be so close. You, no, we could take the glasses off. They'd be right above us. And you could see up inside of them. You could see lights inside of them. And you could see little jets of steam. Um, I don't know what they're releasing in there, but it's just, you could just see the whole mechanism working. And and then you start thinking, man, what is, what is that inside of that looking at me? And that's when you start really feeling weird because, you know, this vehicle... It's above you. It's not making any noise. And it sounds, well, let me take that back. It sounds like the exhaust fan over my stove. Mm-hmm. It's really light. just a light noise. And, and you're thinking, there's no way it could be just sitting above me without falling. And so it definitely throws off your equilibrium. And it seems like when they're around, you almost get a time. 
everything slows down, and you almost go into a time lapse. It's really strange. So I don't know. I don't know if they erase your memory or what when it happens, but it's just like you're sitting there looking at it. Everything slows down, and then everything comes back to normal, and then they take off. So I don't know what happens in that little time warp, but it's definitely different. Has anyone ever discussed that with you that's seen him as well? Some of your uh, fellow, um, uh, <laughs> just had a brain fart. Uh, the, the other, like the others in in the service with you, have have they have you discussed it with them as well? Or oh yeah, the the guys that I were that I was with, oh yeah, they talk about it a lot. Um, I can tell you another little story about that time lapse. I was following a craft that had hovered over my vehicle, and I started following it, came to a four-way stop, and there were, at this four-way stop, this craft came through the intersection. There was four cars stopped at each stop sign and we were all looking at this craft coming through the intersection looking out our windows and um, it was summertime and this craft came through the intersection really 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 slow and everybody was looking at it and then it sped up and took off and then everybody tried to go at once and then everybody stopped (laughs) and then and then everybody went one at a time. So I could tell that everybody was confused. Um, and no one knew when to go either after it left. So um, that's what I mean about the time. It, it just It's so weird. It just slows down and then it speeds back up. Even the craft slowed down real slow. Were the other vehicles military as well or civilian? These, this was civilian vehicles. Okay. Any uh, specific sounds, or were there any temperatures or anything uh, coming off the craft? No, there was no sound, but uh, you could see the lights from it. Um, the thing of it is, before I was following it, I was watching it hover over people's houses while they were asleep, and I was following it. So, these. There's a lot of people laying in their houses at night, and these things are hovering over their homes. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, There's no telling what they're doing, and everybody's asleep, so you don't see it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the light beings you mentioned earlier? Yeah, um, the plasma creature, he's my favorite. Mm. He lives... I don't know exactly where he lives, but I've been told by Shirley Ryan which um, she's wrote several books about entities and spirits. And she claims that she's not of this world. But anyway, she taught me, well, let me back up a little bit. Shirley Ryan was always commenting on my videos and my pictures. And she was right about everything that she said. And I really enjoyed learning. From her, what I was seeing, because she knew what she knows what it is, um, but she told me that this light being was called a crean. She said that um, it did not have food. It came from another planet. It didn't have food here. That's why it can't stay very long. But I mean, I would definitely check out Shirley Ryan's books because. Uh, she knows a lot more about entities than I do, and she's taught me so much. 
about um, Dr. Kelly Bryan, or, yeah, that's her name. But, um, but these entities, I have photographed, you know, hundreds of different ones, and um, it just seems like the more I pay attention to them, the more they come. And, uh, and like I said, I do have a portal in my wall, and, um, like, I, I welcome any type of entity, and, and I, don't, I don't get evil entities, though, and I don't really know, um, I don't know any evil entities. <laughs> oh, you're lucky. <laughs> right. Well, I know they're out there, but no, I think they know to stay away. Now, I'll tell you one thing about my cream. Um, I, I, this is all back up on video. I had this black shadow that came in the corner of the room and it, it came all the way across my body in the, in the video. And then it was up in the left hand corner of the video and my cream came out and zapped it. I mean, destroyed it. Wow. The whole, the whole room lit up bright white and the, that black shadow was gone. And then my crane, he came flying in front of me and did a little loop-de-loop and then came right up in front of me, turned into a fairy right in my face, giving me some love, and then flew away. And I have it all on video. So it was crazy. But I'm just saying, he if there's something evil, he's definitely a defender of mine. Sounds like it, yeah. And he came, and he came from Waverly Hills. Did you believe that? <laughs> wow, the cream came from Waverly Hills. Yeah, hmm. it's the one I. That's the one that I got um, yeah. in the, in the um, compact mirror. Now, in case uh, your listeners aren't familiar with Waverly Hills, they're a sanatorium in Kentucky, I think. Yes, Louisville. Louisville, right? Okay. Yeah, fascinating place. I've I've never been because I haven't been to very many places in the states. Uh, being up here in Canada, but um, so many investigators have have gone to this place. It's a very well known location. The thing of it is that I've learned so much about mirrors, and that's why I can go somewhere now to a location, and I open up my little compact mirrors. All I need is three of them, and I just open them up. And while I'm doing my video, I'll invite you know entities to enter. The mirrors, and then when we're done, I shut shut the mirror and bring them home and open it up, and then they come out into the house. That's why I have so many in my house. You know, people are like, "Well, how how do you get you know to see all these different entities?" Well, I go out and bring them home, <laughs> and I release them in my house. <laughs> kind of like pets. <laughs> yeah, and they are. And I've had a friend of mine tell me these are not your pets. Believe me, and I'm like. Uh, well, I, you know, I thought they were, <laughs> but maybe they're not. I don't know. It's just like my cats, they like me, you know, and these entities like me. They like me enough to defend me. Yeah. So. Very, very fortunate because there's so many negative entities out there that uh, you could be attracting. So it's it's good that they take care of you. Right. But I, I, I just think my spirit's so strong. And I don't want to take any of this as me doing it but i do think my spirit is stronger than i don't know it just helps you know i'm, mm. I'm being i'm just in a higher chakra i'm i actually i believe i'm i'm in the fifth dimension as there's a as way i can explain it to you 
um, I'm, I'm operating in the fifth dimension. But the thing that, let's go back to the mirrors. Um, what I learned is, now I'm doing a video of a mirror, right? And, um, and the orb comes out of the mirror. Well, if I slow it down, there's no reflection of the orb in the mirror after it comes out. So, so what that says is orbs don't have, real orbs don't have a reflection. And I'm not sure how to figure out the hypothesis, but the mirror is a two-dimensional object. We live in the third dimension. So where does that put the orb? Because it doesn't have a reflection. So, I mean, those are the things I ponder upon and I'm trying to figure out, but I know it's got to be higher than the third dimension. I would say it's in the fifth dimension where I usually like to keep my chakras. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. So, but I, I believe anybody can develop their their spirituality and their chakras and their, you know, climb to a higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's their, our goal as humans is to uh, ascend from our primeval animal nature. And, you know, there's a lot more uh, going on in our higher chakras than what we would ever imagine. Do you think maybe some of these orbs that you're encountering are um, alien or because I know some of them you say are like the cream. So do you think the the because you said that the orbs, there's there's alien ones and then the other ones are spirit. Do you think they know about each other? Yeah, they interact. I mean, they'll 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 through the same portal at the same time but usually um you know one at a time but um the ones that are extraterrestrial are holograms and they actually will cast a hologram onto the wall of pictures of people's faces or animal faces and there will be faces in the orb itself too so that's really a strange thing when they're when they're projecting these holograms that's really weird but what i I call that layers you know in my photography you can look you can see there's an orb or entity Mm -hmm. but if you look deeper into the photo into the photo there will be something on the wall or there will be faces all over the room and then in the bathroom mirror there will be faces so I never know what's going to come through, but they're definitely, I believe they're traveling through just like, you know, like the, the ball at um, Jurassic Park that you were traveling. Mm-hmm. I believe the extraterrestrials, yeah. they're sending these holograms so they don't, I mean, that's how they visit us. And people, you know, are looking for something in the sky and it's right there in their house. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do believe that, um, um, that, the extraterrestrial orbs are what people are seeing in the sky because mm-hmm. um, they they can be as big as they want and they can shrink down and come in your house too. And they're still the same craft or I would call it a craft and they're just traveling, you know, they're just peering out. They're gathering. Also, like they're on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe vacationing here. Right. 
Now you've probably you've probably heard that there's some people that that say they they're having um, encounters with Bigfoot, and there's also orbs or lights. Do you think there's a correlation with that? And yes, yes, yes. I'll tell you what. I quit. A, I I I was a, I joined a Bigfoot group just to kind of listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. First time I posted an orb video, the minister's like. Uh, do you feel like orbs are cryptid? And I said, well, you know, if you want to talk to most American Indians, they will tell you that big that they see orbs with Bigfoots around. So, and it just shut him up. I mean, he was being really sarcastic to me, but mm-hmm. I told him what I thought. Yeah, a lot of the um, a lot of the Bigfoot lore, there's always orbs involved. Now, I've only heard uh, the past five years, five plus years, uh, about people who had Bigfoot encounters also seeing orbs. And like, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you never heard of that before. Do you think people just weren't noticing them before or uh, they're just showing up now for whatever reason? Well, uh, the the cameras that we have now are picking it up. Ha, okay. Like I, said, like I said, not every orb has to um, produce. It doesn't have to produce its own light. Yeah. What it is is, is the camera's picking it up because it's in a. It's picking up different spectrums than our eyes can pick up, and plus, if they have a light on the camera, it's reflecting off the orb. So yeah, I would say it's the photography now is a lot, a lot uh, better. The technology, but yeah. the thing is, I when I when I do my videos, and I uh, I use an old Android because these new phones have filters on them to filter mm-hmm. out certain things, and they will filter out orbs. So I re- I refuse to get a new phone, and I've taken all the apps that I can off my phone, mm-hmm. and um, so I could have more minutes in my gallery and i i can't even answer my phone now i try and swipe <laughs> it won't answer i have to call people back when they call but i just refuse to change to a phone that's gonna hinder what i do but i, I mean everybody's like well I, you know i need a special this and that i'm just using an old android phone i mean now i've heard of need special I've, equipment no yeah so in Sometimes some of that equipment can be really pricey too. I know, and you really don't need. I, I'll tell you why. Bless their heart. I know this guy has a YouTube channel. He has like hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. He can't get anything. Oh. But, you know, and and they'll and they'll take a big team somewhere and just stomp through the place and scare everything off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not going to appear for that. They come around when it's quiet and 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 it's like in the witching hour and and the, the lights are off and and it's quiet, you know. I've had people they'll even send me a voice text on on uh, Facebook and say, "Oh man, this is great. Can I, can I come there?" And I'm thinking, "No, it's not going to be the same experience if yeah. you're here because you're gonna they're gonna be afraid of you." See, they they have built a trust in me and. And they know I'm part of the cosmos, mm-hmm. so they will visit me. But the other people, they're just like going to be hiding. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just—it's not going to be the same experience. And if I can present the experience on video, I don't 
I, you know, it's going to be better than if they come here and, and I scare everything off. Yeah. Well, it's probably like when you go out in the forest and you want to see wildlife, if you're really, really noisy, you're not going to see any. They're going to be hiding. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know? and, um, and, you know, people that don't believe in these things, they stop the process right there. Mm. That's it. And if they say, well, that's a bug or because we, me and my friends, we hear that all the time. This is a bug. That's a bug. And, you know, we don't even listen to it. We just block, whatever. But, um, but um, they're missing, uh, they're really missing out on what they could be seeing if they just, but you know what? This isn't for everybody. This, some, no. there's people that this is hidden from for a reason. And that's because they would try uh, to destroy it. Yeah, sometimes I say that, uh, for example, uh, the Loch Ness Monster, I don't want people to be able to find it for sure uh, because they're just going to destroy it. You know, just leave it be. Exactly. That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we we agree on a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I've I've heard a few people say that uh, they believe that using old film-style cameras now – could pick up orbs uh, just by concentrating uh, to to try and pick them up. Do you think there's anything to that or have you ever heard anything like that? Um, Well, the thing of it is I have, um, I've heard of the techniques of, you know, these gurus and stuff Mm -hmm. thinking about orbs coming out of their head and they have photographs of and stuff of it. So I tried it, and the first time, boom, I have these great big orbs coming out of my head. So um, I believe that what you, I believe that's real, but also the the older style film, what you're talking about. See, it doesn't have filters to filter out things. Mm-hmm. So, but what you're thinking about is telepathically. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, it's, there's been a lot of people who've done it. I've never tried it, but I haven't either. But I do believe it, that that is very possible. And I've, I've, I've seen on TV before. I don't believe everything I see on TV, but I've seen that happen. Now, what would you tell someone if they wanted to start um, having experiences like you with orbs and trying to attract them? How would you go about telling them how they can do that? Uh, well, I would, like I said, I would start with just running your camera at one end of a hallway in your house in the dark with the with the flash on your camera mm-hmm. until you do a video between midnight and three in the morning, whatever time, you know, your gallery's not going to hold a lot, maybe 30 minutes, but, mm-hmm. but let it run and then review it. And, you know, I, that's how I started. And then I would, um, I would note the day of the month, which, which actually I'm trying to, note the moon cycle mm-hmm. and so i would put the day and the time and then if i caught anything and i've been keep track of that and that's how i know half moon's really active and full moon's really active so i would shoot if you if you can't do it every night i would tr- at least try on a half and a full moon but and and actually you have to believe that they're going to come if you have a doubt it's the, it stops and i i can't explain why but but I know the more that you believe, the more time, see? So that's that's how I know. Because I've tried, I mean, 
I've never not believed in them, and that's why I have so many. But I've seen people not believe, and it just they never get anything. So, I mean, like my friend Marlena Markian, mm-hmm. um, she has the Orb Truth group, and she has been studying the Orb phenomenon for, you know, 12 or more years. And she's photographed all these Orbs. And she tells a story about when her and her brother went to a a temple in India and he's an architect and she's studying orbs. Well, they both had the same type of cameras and they both took their separate pictures. He was taking pictures of the architecture and she was taking pictures of orbs. And then while she was there, she asked the other people there if they were getting pictures of orbs. No one was getting pictures of orbs, but her. And that's because she believed in it. And mm. that's why that was her intent. And they presented themselves their big, beautiful orbs. So I I guarantee, I, I would say 99.9 million percent of it is belief that that they're really there. And I don't I don't actually can't explain why that works, but I've just, but I know the opposite. If somebody doesn't believe it, it just shuts the door, it shuts the veil completely off yeah and that's why people like that i just i don't associate with and i don't like them associating with my friends because negativity will it'll jump off on you oh for sure if you're in a higher chakra um you know our joy is our strength and if, if they can take your joy away then then your strength is gone. So you you come you you lower into a lower chakra. So the more joy you have, the higher chakra you go into, the more belief you have, the more higher chakra. And then the higher your chakra, the higher the the, the dimension that you're functioning in. Do you think if uh, someone wanted to start getting it getting more um, uh, evidence of orbs, it, would it help if they verbally say that they they want them to show themselves or do they actually have to say it well you know sometimes that helps but you don't have to um they'll come they'll they'll pass through your house i don't on their way through and you'll be able to see it um now there's people like my friend paul little and he's been teaching us to push which means you take the energy that's in your body and you and you extend it through your arm and your hand, and you hold it out in front of you. And then a lot of times when he does it, and some of my friends do it, the orbs just come flying out of them all over the place. So, oh, wow. But if you don't try it, you see, you don't know you can do it. Mm-hmm. And he's taught it to a lot of us, and a lot of us have done it. The first, I mean, some of my friends, the first time they've tried it, we've got some great photography. So it's called Pushing. It's hard to explain, but it's just where you push your your energy that you have out in front of you. It's almost like uh, a lot of light workers when they push their light out to get rid of the negativity. Exactly. Yeah. And I would, if I, um, I would recommend um, my friend Paul Little, his YouTube channel. It's um, he's the Orb Whisperer. Ah. Paul Little. Mm-hmm. And he actually has the longest orb um, on film. 
I believe there's one orb came out and interacted with, with interacted with him for ten minutes or more. It was a real tiny little thing. It was in his hand. It's beautiful. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, the orb whisperer, and he, he's been a mentor of mine too. Just amazing. It's amazing the the orbs that he's. And and he likes to teach people, um, you know, how to how to uh, photograph orbs. He likes to teach people how to attract orbs. I didn't know before I spoke with you that there are so many orb people out there. Oh yeah, there's a whole group of us. Um, there's um, Stephanie James. There's um, Joan Thomas, the orb magnet, and again Paul Little, the orb whisperer. And there's me, the orbologist. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a whole family of us, and it's, it's really refreshing to know uh, you're not alone in this. <laughs> exactly. It's it's nice that you have like-minded people uh, when it comes to the, well, anything, not just paranormal. You have to have it. I mean, yeah. it's like you can't see your face if you don't have a mirror. I mean, if you don't have somebody that understands what you're saying, you're not, you know, it's like the a tree in the woods falling if there's no way to hear it yeah so does it really make a sound so, yeah so i really appreciate my mirrors which are my people oh, oh i like <laughs> that they actually show me who i am you know i didn't really know who i was till i met a lot of these people and they're like this is who you are and i'm like wow <laughs> you should come up with t with t-shirts the mirrors are my people Hey, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I could do it. Yeah, yeah. do it. <laughs> I, I did come up. Um, my brother came up with a T-shirt of mine from one of my videos where I said, what I fear the most is to look at my camera and not see an orb. And he made a T-shirt out of it. And it's, everybody wanted to buy them, and they, they sold really fast. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> Well, my friend, we are at the end. Is there? Do you have any final words that you'd like to share with us? Well, I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share what I know and what I see, and um, we're we're all learning every day about this orb phenomenon. But if you want to know a lot more about it, um, you know, you should check out Marlena Marlena Markin on Facebook. Um, it's written, uh, written several <laughs> books. She has written several books on uh, on the orb phenomenon and study. So, um, but then you can always check out my Facebook page, Dale White. Um, it has me when I was a competitive bodybuilder picture of. So, can't miss that. Um, and then my um, YouTube channel, The Orbologist. I appreciate and be honored if anyone subscribes. Um, but, you know, anybody can do this, I believe. But you just have to uh, you have to gain the trust of these entities that come to you. They're, they're not going to come to everybody unless, um, you know, especially if no one believes in them. Yeah. I guarantee you. It's, it's something, you know, it has to do a lot with believing and, uh, and them trusting you. I mean... So they trust my sister, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They really, they really come out around her. So, but um, has to be something in the family that uh, attracts them to you. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. She's she's a true blessing to have around. Um, 
So, but, but yeah, I just, I really appreciate being on your uh, podcast. And uh, if you ever need anything, um, I'm willing to teach anyone. And, uh, and remember, if you want to catch an orb, take your little compact mirrors with you. Yeah. To uh, your haunted locations and then shut the door on them. They can't get out and bring them home. And, you know, like I said, I have that big, big mirror in my living room. And when I let them out into the house, they go right into that big mirror, like, like they're going into a pond of water. I was just thinking that, like a pond of water. Yeah. Huh. Sometimes you can, you can see them go way, way back in the mirror if you watch. And, you know, it's really strange. It's, it's different. I wouldn't say strange. But. Yeah. And I have videos of them coming back out, you know, the mirror. So the cream, my cream goes in and out of the mirror at will. So, Pretty there's fascinating. A lot, there's a lot of things that live in uh, mirrors because they are portals. Yes, they are. I find so I was, another thing I would suggest getting some mirrors in your house. <laughs> the last house we lived in out in out uh, in Alberta, uh, the lady that we bought the house from, she was an older older lady, and uh, there were mirrors in every room. I'd never encountered that before. It was just the strangest thing, but. Yeah. Right. And you can feel it too, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It it just has a, a different vibe. It's, it, yeah. You can't even explain it. It's just you have to witness it, experience it. And none of those mirrors are shut to where they can't come or they can't get back out when they go in. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what that is like. And when I shut the door on that compact mirror, some of them are quite startled when I release them. They tend to calm down once they find out they have a lot of toys to play with <laughs> i have i have a lot of mirrors for them it's just like uh reminds me of when i used to have parrots and you'd have all these little mirrors for them to play oh with. yeah yeah and i have them sitting in the hall and stuff and i have them and they they go in and out of the mirrors and it's just play for them well thank you so much dale i really appreciate this oh my pleasure i appreciate um you liking my work and spreading the word about the orb phenomenon that's really growing yeah i i appreciate the uh you sharing your knowledge with us so thank you so much my pleasure well we've made it to the end of another episode thanks so much for listening until next time take care of each other and if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to purpleplanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 